no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. I don't, they've earned such benefit of the doubt to me. Is that a cop-out? Is that a cop-out to just I say, feel, like, hey, like, 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 I feel like you they're want, allowed like, a, to win these ugly games? Yeah, like, I feel like you want, like, a, like a stronger, more declarative thing. Like, it was a Thursday game against a division rival with strong wins, and they... Yeah covered the spread you like what you know what I mean like I'm not gonna I I didn't think they looked particularly impressive but their defense held a team to single digits in the NFL on a short week I mean I just I don't know I uh you know our buddy Nick Wright thinks that they are just practicing things tight end lateral plays tush push on special teams that this is just practice uh for the Chiefs as they continue to try to figure things out I I don't know if it's that deliberate, but I do think that Andy Reid holds things back for big games. I've seen that before plenty of times. So, yeah, I just I – found, I found myself pretty bored watching that game tonight. Well, I, I'm happy you said that because I thought I was going to make some kind of confession here that was going to make me look bad in the eyes of our uh, loyal listeners, and Nick Wright is among them. Uh I had this was the first Thursday night football game all year where I wasn't from kickoff to final whistle invested watching every second of the game. I was flipping over to the Braves and Phillies game. I was flipping over to the Houston West Virginia football game, which had one of the best finishes of the entire college football season. Uh, Kansas City to me. Remind everybody had one of these situations, and I hate to bring it up, but this is the best analogy that's in my head right now. When we were in our 20s, there was always a girl you could text or call and she would get back to you. And I just feel like that's how Kansas is like, okay, like we I don't have to work hard. I don't have to do much. I don't have to try. We'll we'll, we'll do what it takes to beat the Broncos. We're not gonna do we're not gonna, you know, have to pee blood here to win this game. Just whatever. You know, like the, the the only negative I would say on the air tomorrow, if I were Carrington Harrison doing the Patrick Mahomes show in that afternoon drive show on our affiliate station there is if Travis Kelsey in that ankle, if he was inactive for this game, uh, the Chiefs win, but it shouldn't be that hard. You know, like when he has more yards than the Broncos in a half of football, if you subtract him out of this game, I think Mahomes still finds a way to beat Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I do. But they have to, maybe they're experimenting or practicing to Nick's point because they have to find more guys in their offense who can make plays. And Rice does. I like him. Yeah. yeah the the, the uh, one thing that from the broadcast that caught my ear, and this is just like inside media a little bit. But Collinsworth said it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the year, Rice was the go-to receiver. And they're just getting more comfortable. Herb Street? Herb Street. Herb Street. Excuse me. Yeah, Herb Street. But like you, you've you talked to enough of these broadcasters. You know how it goes. Like They have these production meetings, and often they are parroting the sentiments 
yeah. of the coaches that they talk to. And so I, I wonder, you know, for fantasy football players, for prop betters, if, you know, I mean, he did not have a big game, but again, it was a weird passing game. Two targets, two catches, 30 yards. Kelsey was dominant. Um, I, I do wonder if if maybe that was something that the, that the Chiefs coaches believe that by, you know, money time, Rice is going to be the dude for the Chiefs. Speaking of receivers, did you see what happened with Steve Smith and Jerry Judy before the game? Yes, of course. Steve Smith is one of the coolest football players of our lifetime. He is such a badass. And obviously, if you or I did something like that, we would be suspended or maybe fired. And I don't know what will happen to Steve Smith from a broadcasting standpoint, but like he forgot that he was a broadcaster. Well, what did you, th- what, what, what did you feel like he did that was objectionable in that Jerry Judy thing? I, I didn't I, hear him I, say I, or do I anything. I personally loved it. I thought it was super entertaining, but to me that came across like a dude who was like, it was personal. Yes. He was challenging him. He was pissed. Good. And, you know, and it just, it, he was like back to the studio. Like he, he, that was like legitimate anger. It made for provocative TV. It was the most interesting thing that happened to the Broncos in the entire game. Steve Smith also has the added benefit of being right here. Jerry Judy has underachieved. And Judy backed it up with three catches for 14 yards. Now I stocked the guy on all my fantasy teams like an idiot this year. Uh, yeah, like Steve Smith, I saw the guy at the Super Bowl. He's about the he's about the same height as Tom Cruise. He is a small man, and he's an angry man, uh, and that's why he's, he's so he's good. A, he's a tough man. He, you know what I mean. He doesn't. He he will fight anybody. He does not back down. He's a well. That's how a guy that size who was undrafted goes on to be a borderline Hall of Fame player because he's of that awesome. attitude. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it made for tremendous television, and in this case, it was. Jerry Judy punching up at an all-time great. And it all started because Smith did the did the honorable thing of going up to the guy before the game and said, I've ripped you before, and I just want to know I've respected the way you've played this year. And that jack wagon made it into a whole thing. So Denver got what they deserved. I mean, eight points, embarrassing again. Russell Wilson's 11 touchdowns to two interceptions was the most fraudulent stat line in the entire NFL going into this game. And Sean Payton looks like he got a retirement check from the Broncos and doesn't give a damn. He predicted a horrible season. He's now coaching that way. They're doing little dump offs. He's calling a timeout at the end of the first half, which was completely nonsensical. He gifted the Chiefs points there. Yeah, not looking like a Hall of Fame coach in Denver, looking like a guy that stole Walmart money. Let's get to the games. 49ers and Browns, Deshaun Watson has been cleared, but he's unlikely to play. What is going on here? Yes. Yes. Like we did this for the entire summer with the, with the Trey Lance thing. And we would bring up all the time. Why is this not a bigger story? And then eventually it became one. And we felt like we were the Lewis and Clark of that expedition. Like we were the pioneers of that. Why is this not Nick? If you're watching this, why is this not an A1 topic on every show right now? I don't care what Chris Broussard says about Baker Mayfield. I want to hear, sorry, Chris. I mm-hmm. want to hear them on, here's a guy that got $230 million guaranteed. He's been cleared to play. And he's not going to play again. It's going to be P.J. Walker on Sunday. 
This could have been one of the best games of the entire weekend. But instead, we've got a friggin' AAF quarterback out there, XFL quarterback, instead of the highest paid quarterback in the entire league, Danny. Well, it's not being framed as entirely cleared. It's been like day-to-day. He was cleared by doctors to play in the game against the Ravens, and he chose not to play. That's been reported. He will be elevated from... Okay, so he just felt like it was the right decision for the team, Stefanski said. PJ's been here now for a month plus, talking about PJ Walker. Listen, I think that it is very strange, and I don't think that they're they're clearly not putting him on IR, but what is your working theory here? Because he is he is not playing in this game. What is your uh, working? Let me theory? just just for uh, you can't see this, but this just says so. I'm not insane and taking crazy pills. Stefanski clarified that Watson was medically cleared to play against the Ravens in Week Four. Medically cleared, so their doctors looked at him and said he's good enough to suit up and play in this game, and he didn't. Then they had a bye week, and now it's the 49ers, the best team in the NFL, and the guy's like, "I'm good." I'm going to take my time. That's unacceptable to me. But again, I don't, but now I, but I see a quote. He's doing everything in his power, working around the clock with rehab. So he's just, I think, I think that's just paying it lip service because they're not, they're not trying to create a firestorm by publicly saying their quarterback is being a wimp. So this is very Derrick Rose-esque when Derrick Rose came back from the, uh, except that was an ACL and he was out for a much longer period of time. Just for our listeners that aren't as familiar with you, who aren't Chicago-based, you do have a tendency to tie a lot of things back to Derrick Rose because he's like your favorite athlete after Michael Jordan. So I just want people to be aware of that. That's accurate. This is not something that's, whoa, why is Derrick Rose being mentioned? That's kind of odd. No, Danny is a way of like, Slipping Derrick Rose into conversations where it otherwise doesn't really fit. I think it fits. Uh, the He was medically cleared, but he didn't trust it. And the Bulls said he's cleared. And it became a huge issue because the whole thing was like, well, wait a minute. Why wouldn't you, even if he is cleared, don't say it publicly. Like if he's not comfortable, like let him come back. They're like at some point he's got to test it. How about a more how about a more contemporary one in basketball? Zion Williamson last year, same thing. But he's not my favorite player. Fair, but I'm just saying like this is this has happened much yes, more recently. Yes. Uh, that sport. But this injury, the the thing that doesn't, this is not that serious of an injury. You know, so it With would Watson. not be Watson. That's what I'm saying. Right. But so why your your theory then is Deshaun Watson got paid so he's not going to play if he's at anything less than 100 percent? Yeah. That's your theory. Okay. Yeah, I think so. What incentive does he have? It's not playing no, for the next contract. Yeah, but but neither is Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or even though their contract isn't fully guaranteed, it nine figures well into is is Man, guaranteed. Doesn't he owe it to them to go out and try? And if he go- goes out for a few series or snaps and it just doesn't work, okay, you're out. We're putting PJ Walker in or whatever. I, that's what I think. I mean, I, is is that a is that a ridiculous? No, no. I, listen, I I I just I have a hard time believing it's because of the contract. That that part just doesn't make any sense to me. 
And we don't have NFL teams are just they, they treat it like it's under, you know, everything is like a state secret here. We have no idea what's going on. And the Trey Lance thing was performance based. You know, like they we saw actions. They traded up draft picks, top guy, Mr. Irrelevant. And then he never got shot. That was like e- a lot easier to diagnose from afar. I don't know what's wrong with his rotator cuff. Well, that didn't stop people from from talking about Zion Williamson and Derrick Rose and recklessly speculating about their health on television. That's true. No, no I, 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 that that is one hundred percent true. Do you buy Jerry Jones's support of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott? Yes, of course I do, because Jerry Jones, for some weird reason has insane loyalty to people who are below average at their jobs when it's the most desirable thing in the world in the of football coaching quarterback of the Cowboys he don't he does not have a quick trigger historically on this unless you've won Super Bowls for him like you know what I mean it was not good with Jimmy and it was not good with Barry Switzer but everybody else since, it's been pretty good. It was pretty good for Parcells. It was it was not terrible for Dave Campo. What, what do you look at? What, what do you mean it was pretty good for Parcells? He wasn't there that long. There was no dude. My he, point. My point he is, blew is him that, out of there for Wade Phillips. But but Jerry, I mean that that was the one who was the highest profile since Jimmy Johnson. That's not what Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are. Jerry seems to want the 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 credit and these guys do what he wants and they're his guys so they are a reflection of him and so I think he wants to stubbornly believe that the guys who he has empowered and he has vouched he's like going down with the ship he will never admit that Dak Prescott isn't special or that Mike McCarthy isn't a difference maker because they were his guys, his Okay, finds. So I get that with Dak because he found him in the fourth round and he's yep. not just an owner who sits in the draft room and watches his guys work. He's running the whole entire show. So he gets to put his name on that pick. Okay. And it's very yes. hard for defined franchise quarterbacks in the mid to late rounds. He did that and he did it with Romo as an undrafted guy. So I understand why Jerry Jones and his you know, ego the size of the state of Texas would feel that way about the quarterback. I don't get that about the coach, though. He didn't discover Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy wasn't some guy who was getting them copies off the fax machine in, in coffee there in Dallas. He won a Super Bowl someplace else. Well, but so they, why but, would he be loyal but he to him? Let, he let Kellen Moore go. Dan Quinn is in the building. And Mike McCarthy is not universally regarded as a great coach. And so... He is stubborn. He's not going to let radio host, columnist, NFL network commentator say, like, strong arm him into, hey, you could do better at coach. Jerry is stubborn, man. So so he's a stubborn individual. Okay, so just to make sure I hear this right, if they don't win a playoff game this year, you think Mike McCarthy will probably still be back as their coach next year? I think that's absolutely in play. Well, yeah. in play and, and probable are two different things. Yeah, I think it's better than 50-50. Jeez, I don't. <laughs> I think he'd promote Dan Quinn at the very least. I th- th- I mean, that would be the least. And by the way, and probably be better. 
But yeah, I Jerry is a he's an egomaniac, man. I think okay, he, I so think he, I think he sticks by his guys. The next game is the London game. 